On the line now, we've got uh, Ben Getz, who's the founder of Urban Harvest, who uh, concentrates a lot of the work that they do in communities in and around the Eastern Cape as well as the Western Cape. Um, And their focus is uh, community food gardens. Um, As you know, a lot of South African kids, especially in the rural and township areas, depend on school feeding schemes. Now, in my lamest understanding, if you can stretch that out to impact the household, um, you are definitely doing uh, the the child and the family uh, a beautiful service indeed. Ben Getz, good morning to you. Good morning, Bridget. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's just a pleasure. We thank you for waking up. Um, so <laughs> this is, uh, it is cold out here, so I don't, I don't know what it's like in the, the Eastern Cape and Western Cape. I can only imagine. Um, but, you know, this is some interesting work that yourself and your organization have undertaken because really, um, when it comes to food security in South Africa, it's not just a hot topic, but it's a reality for the vast majority of South African families. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we've been we've been doing this work for over seventeen years now. Mm. So we've we've uh, watched things really shift over over the years. And and as you say, food security and and immediate hunger is uh, has become more and more of an issue. Um, but I, I think that food gardens, um, community food gardens, and household food gardens help to um, alleviate some of those issues mm. uh, but i think that they have a lot more of an impact than just feeding people which is of course the number one um the number one goal is giving mm. people getting food to people that need it but i think that some of the other important elements are that the quality of the food that people are getting mm. fresh from gardens that they have themselves grown is is it, it's next level. It's fresh in a way that you can't buy. Mm. Um, most people that are doing uh, community gardens, even if they haven't had specific training in organic or natural farming, are tending to, to use natural, old school, simple farming methods, which are way less toxic than sort of um, uh, your average uh, commercial farming operation. So mm. they're getting better quality food as well. Um, but uh, but for me, I think that one of the biggest impacts is um, a sort of a societal health impact. Mm. So bringing people together, communities together in beautiful spaces mm. um, is really important, especially in under-resourced communities where there's fewer trees and fewer plants growing. Mm. Um, obviously, it depends on the region, but yeah, in the Western Cape and, and also Eastern Cape, um, it, it's really important to be planting trees, planting indigenous edible uh plants and creating spaces where communities can come and sit together, learn skills, be inspired by beautiful things, um, and also, especially for, for kids, mm. to have the experience of planting, growing, harvesting, chopping, and then eating uh, food fresh from a garden that they've been had their own hands in. Mm. Um, I, I think that there's a, there's a sort of a soulful... Um, nourishment that happens there which which shouldn't be undervalued or underrated oh absolutely and i mean you know you highlight some very interesting um sort of rippling 
implications and positive effects of of starting programs such as school community gardens or even personal gardens because just uh, you know on the one hand yes the immediate uh, as you've pointed out the, the the sort of the immediate solution that's been provided is is immediate food um, but there's the economical impact as well. Uh, you, you know, when you think about so many South Africans, especially in rural areas of the Eastern Cape, that uh, are unemployed, under-resourced, under-skilled, this is a way to to generate, uh, you know, a source of income that, that could really place a family in a better position. I think I think that, that uh, you're, you are correct. Um, and I think that the the reality of that's going to become more and more um, relevant as time moves on because the, the urban farming landscape is growing so much. Mm. Uh, there is need more and more for these kinds of skills. Do you know how to prune a fruit tree? Do you know mm. how to feed and harvest um, properly from a fruit tree? Can you grow cabbages successfully? More and more people... Um, across the board, um, from high to low LSM, um, are seeing the the value and the need um, mm. of growing their own food. So the more people that have the skills, um, the more valuable it is. Um, but when it comes to, yes, and, and of course you can grow your own food, save money mm. because you're harvesting from your own garden, but it does take, you know, um, inputs are needed to grow a garden so Mm. it's not it's not so simple especially a community garden um uh there's often the idea well let's set up a garden community garden let's sell produce and Mm. and and make a make a living that way um it's not that simple Mm. um uh to make money from a garden because it, it requires a lot of inputs i think if one looks at all the values extended beyond just uh, for example, you know, uh, uh, cabbages and mm. leeks and, and beetroots and carrots. Um, I think that the other societal values are, are hugely undervalued, um, and they don't have, they don't really have a, a direct financial value ben, placed can, on them. Can yes. I hold you there? We'll be right back. For sure. You're listening to Bridget Masinga on SAFM. My apologies there to to you, Ben, for the very uh, abrupt uh, sort of cut to our conversation. I just had to take a, a quick uh, commercial break, make sure that I had a salary at the end of the month. <laughs> um, <No> but uh, <laughs> we are talking to Ben Getz, who is uh, the founder of Urban Harvest, uh, and they work in communities in the eastern and western Cape. Um, um, getting together with the communities to build school community food gardens. Um, And you've highlighted a few pertinent sort of, um, um, I guess, positive impacts of of, uh, food community gardens, as well as maybe some of the the challenges that we should be looking out for just as a greater society. Uh, Talk to me in terms of some of the work that you are doing in the Eastern Cape and in some of the communities uh, within which you work. I mean, how do you identify or isolate specific communities to to engage? um, And what does that process look like for you and your team? So we have um, to date, designed, installed, and co-managed over 450 food gardens. Oh, wow. Um, uh, 
some of those are at private residences, some of them are at hotels, restaurants, um, sort of uh, uh, corporate headquarters. But as you pointed out, a, a big focus for us is community gardens. Um, mm. and, and most of these are at schools, old age homes and creches in under-resourced communities. Um, we get quite a lot of requests. Um, one of the one of the main things is obviously um, a strong desire from a beneficiary school, um, uh, and also we we obviously the, the the next step is to meet with the principal and with uh, motivated teachers um, and to to kind of get a sense for how strong the not the need but the the motivation is and the capacity from the school because mm. the truth is schools are busy um and overly busy managing their own work which mm. is educating kids um so it's really important that we have um good partners as well so mm. um corporate social investment um or ngo partners uh, normally the most successful projects have um, a motivated school leadership, motivated partner, so mm. a, third, a third partner. So, for example, just um, my school, uh, Woolworths and my school uh, are one of our partners that we work with. Um, and uh, although we're working with them more directly in water uh, systems, so in the Eastern Mm-mm. Cape, our focus of work is water harvesting, especially now with... Um, such extremely low dam levels and and water shedding happening and water yes. um, systems are important. But the food gardens, um, uh, and then the third thing is, of course, having urban harvest or having a, an organization that has expertise in food gardens. Um, and then the next step would be designing the program. So, so looking at the space, uh, coming up with a really intelligent design mm. which uh, works to uh, available budgets um, and then building the garden with the community so we we would employ we normally employ unemployed community members so they might be parents of learners at the school or neighbors or uh, uh, some some connection to the school community the school would identify five to ten um community members that would then join our team and we'd build a garden, for example, over 20 days, um, uh, including fencing, raised beds, integrated, um, automated irrigation, um, composting systems. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the reason I'm, I'm mentioning the, the elements is because I think the first step after stakeholder engagement is build it right if it's yes. not built right it's really it it is going to be an uphill battle and in the end it's going to be a waste of of resources and the last thing we want is is small food gardens that aren't working what we True. want is food gardens which are highly productive beautiful and really inspiring for the communities that 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 um, are the beneficiaries of those gardens. Very so true. So then we build the garden over some days, and then um, and then the real work starts, which is the sustainability the of the garden. Yeah. Um, and that requires a, gar- a, a community garden champion, mm-hmm. somebody that's in the garden uh, Monday to Friday or 
longer or less, but but somebody that's there, one responsible person. There could be multiple community members involved in the garden, but there needs to be one, a gatekeeper, somebody that is, uh, at at the end of the day, responsible for the day-to-day management of the garden. And that can't be a school groundsman, because the school grounds person is already fully busy doing what they're doing. It can't be a school principal. The principal can be the, you know, should be overseeing things. Okay. Um, but you need a dedicated garden champion because this is something that uh, it's a portfolio for the school. It's a new, it's a new thing. Absolutely. And then, and then, and then two more pieces just quickly is um, the garden is going to need ongoing, uh, firstly, training mm. is, is I say, the first piece and the second piece is resources. Um, the garden will need compost. The garden of will course. need seeds, seedlings, organic fertilizers, pesticides trellising materials, all of those things. Um, and some of those can be generated from within the project. But the reality is that um, uh, farmers will buy their seeds and seedlings elsewhere. They'll buy their compost elsewhere. And, and you can't expect a school with one garden champion to generate all of the resources. So Absolutely. there has to be there has to be uh, capacity to get resources in. Urban harvest provides what we call edu maintenance so we provide training maintenance support and resource deliveries to our community projects and that way we visit them at least once a month to ensure ongoing sustainability um, yeah. Ben, before we, we run out of time, sorry, I'm just looking at the time ahead of us. Um, but indeed, that, I think that was a very comprehensive sort of um, uh, detailing for us uh, to, to get the full picture of exactly how things come to be and the kind of resource that is required or that could present a challenge. Uh, we just have one quick question. If you can give me a quick answer, as quick as you uh, think possible or concise as you think possible. Um Am I reading this name correct? L1 George. <laughs> L1 George in Kabecha has a question. Oh, sorry. It's line one, George. <laughs> it's still early for myself and my producers here. <laughs> so it's George out in Kabecha. And George had a question uh, that he sent through on WhatsApp. Oh, George is on the phone. Oh, there you are. Okay, George, how are you? Sorry, we're still trying to wake up this morning. How are you doing? (laughs) Thank you very much, uh, uh, Bridget. Thank you very much to the the gentleman, uh, Ben, for engaging me. Yes. Yes. Your question is? All right. What I said on my message, uh, I started a garden right at the very first uh, shutdown of uh, COVID, and my garden was feeding like about uh, 60 people. But I have since taught those people uh, around uh, PE to do their own garden, and they're doing it. Mm-hmm. But what we we currently doing with my company is to actually create what you would call mini grid for water. We drill boreholes and store water, and that water is enough for. Then what we thought was also to link them with community gardens, uh, in, uh, because it's water that comes from natural uh, resources. Mm-hmm. Can um, because what I needed was uh, maybe uh, a band details where we can sort of cooperate in what we are trying to do and what he is doing. Aha, uh-huh. you are looking Thank to you. see if Ben might be interested in a bit of a collaboration um, to yes. come through and maybe impart some of his knowledge. Are you within the area of his um, of his focus, Eastern Cape, Western Cape? Uh- 
I, I, I am in oh, yes, you're uh, Port Elizabeth. Yes, Kabeha, yes, yes. yes. Uh, ben, I, I'm not uh, sure. Do you have comments? Are we allowed to pass on your email address? I, I would love you to pass on my email address because I hope that uh, listeners such as George and many more are inspired by some of the... Yeah, so in short, I would love to give you my email address. It's ben, B-E-N, at urbanharvest.com. .co.za Ben at urbanharvest.co.za Anybody that wants to find out more about what we do or wants to set up gardens or needs advice, please feel free to email me and I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as I can. Awesome stuff. George, thank you so much. My producers will ensure that you've got that contact detail. Um, And and thank you for for chatting to us this morning. Ben, I appreciate your time. Much appreciated. Uh, No doubt Michelle will keep a keen focus on this conversation um, and touch base with Ben from time to time and some of the communities uh, within which he works in the Eastern Cape and the Western Cape. It's just gone half past 7 o'clock right here on Jet Set Breakfast.